This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Family Planning Victoria. My name is Anne and I'm part of the Family Planning Victoria schools and community team. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction and relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today I'm talking with Vanessa Hamilton from Talking the Talk Sex and Health Education. Vanessa has come to running her own business as a sexuality educator through being a sexual health nurse for many years. She has many years experience talking about sex and sexual health with doctors, nurses, parents, carers and children. She has three excellent sons. I know this for sure because they attend the same primary school as my children. I know Vanessa and I know she's very passionate about getting positive messages about sex and sexual health to as many people as possible. One thing in particular that I know she loves to educate people about is the clitoris. I also know that people love to learn about it because it's been such a gap in sexual health education for so long. So, recording. Thank you, Vanessa, for talking to me. Thank you for having me. Excellent. My first question is just can you tell me a little bit about your business, Talking the Talk? Sure. So Talking the Talk is my own business. I started it when I realised that parents were having difficulty having conversations about sex and sexuality with their kids. I'd been a sexual health nurse for about 17 years. My eldest had just started school and I just had my third baby. And I realised there was a need for help for parents. So my aim is to improve the sexual health and well-being for children as they grow up by giving tips to the parents and teachers and adults around them. My focus is on why adults need to have conversations so that their children grow up safe and healthy and happy in regard to their sexual health. So now I teach adults, mainly parents and teachers and health professionals, but uh, more recently I've been teaching students as well um, as schools have asked for a contemporary approach to sexuality education. So I teach from grade five right up to university level. Yeah, great. Uh, and one of the things I know you do like to talk about is the clitoris. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So what do you find most people know already about the clitoris? In my experience, I find that most people don't know very much at all about the true size, shape uh, and function of the clitoris, if they've even heard of it at all. If they know of its existence, most people think of it as the pea-sized or small sensitive area on the vulva above the vaginal opening the same as it has been described in textbooks and curriculum recently. Although I'm heartened these days when I end my parents' sessions with a bit of a quiz about the clitoris that more and more people are able to identify it. Not as many people gasp in surprise when I describe its true size, shape and form. Um, But when I first started the presentations, hardly anyone could identify it at all. So that's about a a shift within the last four or five years. Oh, that's interesting. In schools, children have rarely, if ever heard of it at Mm. all yeah so what is it and how does it work well uh the clitoris is um it's an erectile structure uh, made up of erectile tissue Uh, it's actually homologous to the male penis so homologous means that they have a different function but they come from the same group of cells so a fetus is the same until six weeks and then chromosomes and hormones um turn the uh the body parts into different sexes. Only about a fifth 
or a quarter of it is visible or external under the prepuce or the clitoral hood. The rest of it sits behind the vulva, behind the skin. And that could be 7 to 12 centimetres of tissue and extends down past the left and right-hand side of the vaginal opening. It's highly innervated, meaning it has a very rich supply of nerves and uh, blood flow, which means it can um, triple the size during arousal and stimulation, which can also result in orgasm. Most importantly, its sole purpose appears to be for pleasure. In comparison, the penis has functions of pleasure, reproduction and urination. So it's a pretty special body part. Yeah, and that's a great message for young people. The way I describe it in a class to young people is it's just for feeling feelings. Love it. Yep. That's brilliant. <laughs> so does the clitoris cause an orgasm? That's an interesting question. Um, we are lacking lots of research um, and factual information about this, but generally we need to think of orgasm response actually comes from the brain. So people can have an orgasm response in their sleep without touching any parts of their body. People can have an orgasm response from stimulation of other areas of their body. For example, I've worked with people who have um, paralysis and can't feel their genitals but can still have an orgasm response from touching another sensitive area of their skin. The special bonus of the clitoris is the amount of nerves that are there. As I said before, it's highly innervated, so it has over 8,000 nerve endings. So that swelling to three times its usual state involves lots of nerves being stimulated, which sends lots of messages to that brain. In combination with sexual arousal, um, high chance of orgasm response compared to other areas of the body that have less nerve endings. Why do you think that the clitoris hasn't been talked about so much? Why is it left out of some diagrams or at least the extent of it is left out of a lot of diagrams? Goodness me, where do we start? So many reasons. Uh, just to name a few, I think... Um, we know that research and knowledge about the clitoris is scant compared to other sexual and reproductive organs. The studying and, and, and sharing of information of the clitoris has an interesting, and I would say suggest a, a checkered history. Listeners can read more about that in the links. But I think essentially, historically, it's been inadequately researched and described. Um, and those who have looked at it and researched it and documented it are people who actually don't have a clitoris. Mm -hmm. and I think that that has some relevance. For example, in 1948, one anatomist decided to leave it altogether out of a leading anatomy textbook which teaches health professionals about the body. So it's interesting to leave you know, seven centimetres of human tissue out of an anatomy textbook. Put it this way, we landed on the moon in 1969. It wasn't until 1998 when a Melbourne female surgeon finally provided us with accurate documentation of the anatomy function of the clitoris. So I think my personal opinion is that knowledge and information sharing about it has been ignored and even suppressed primarily because of its function and what it represents, I think. You see, its purpose is for pleasure and mainly female pleasure and... I might controversially suggest that this contradicts our historical patriarchal approach to women's sexuality and pleasure, which has uh, up till recently been of a taboo and to be controlled and initiated by men. Combine this with the fact that we have suppressed general conversation about sex and sexuality uh, and knowledge of human sexuality, especially the pleasure part, and the result is people not being clitorate as uh, the term that Sophia Wallace, a terrific artist who did a sculpture of a clitoris, would say. Mm. And I guess when we are talking about sex ed in schools, it's a lot of focus on biology and reproduction and the clitoris isn't part of that. It's not required for reproduction. 
um, and we often don't get to that conversation about pleasure for both genders. That's exactly right. Pleasure is left out of sexuality and reproductive um, education across the board, uh, even though students tell us that they want to know about love and relationships and intimacy and encounters and they need that information and why not? Mm. Yeah, and it's so interesting for them to know how their body works or how their partner's body might work. Very interesting and extremely useful. Mm. So it is a difficult uh, organ. Is it an organ? It is, yes. (laughs) Organ to describe because it does... Um, it's kind of wishbone shaped and it fits in kind of around other body parts on the inside of a female person's body. So you have a vulva puppet Mm -hmm. that you take to parent sessions to kind of show where it fits in. Uh, Can you describe it and can you describe some of the responses you get from showing it? My very, very popular vulva puppet. Uh, It's a satin puppet that I had made and I chose the colours of it. Uh, and I put it up at the end of parent sessions and asked people to say what it is. Um, and last session I did recently, someone, no one knew, <laughs> and right. someone said, is it a heart? <laughs> right. <laughs> and no, not quite. The reason I hold it up is because I say, what would most people say this is? And they all say vagina. Yep, because that's what we learn when we're young, that that's what that area is. Correct. But vaginas are on the inside uh, and calling a vulva a vagina is like calling a penis a scrotum. So why have we had this language incorrect for so long, let alone knowing what's behind the vulva? Mm. So the puppet is to name the vulva because really the vulva is the pleasure zone of people with vulvas and clitorises because it gives access to the clitoris and stimulation of it. And how can we name pleasure for people with vulvas and clitorises when we can't even name the vulva. So my puppet's pretty popular. (laughs) And so the part that kind of sticks out into the vulva is called the clitoral hood. Uh, Yeah, so the the, the glands of the clitoris sticks out and it's covered by the clitoral hood or the Mm -hmm. prepuce, which is homologous to the foreskin in the penis. Okay, and on the inside are the bulbs? Well, you would say legs. Oh, okay. Legs and bulbs. It's got sort of four parts, if you will, that come down past the vagina. There's bulbs and legs or crura. Okay, and in my mind, I would describe it as sort of a double wishbone. Correct, yeah. (laughs) What do children need to know about the clitoris? Hmm. Uh, well, most children rarely know of its existence. I mean, I'm managing a situation where we've got children that don't even know the word vulva to start with, let alone clitoris. As far as cu- curriculum is concerned, children should know the names of all of their body parts. There's nothing shameful or, or disgusting or bad about any part of their genitals. So knowing all of the names is important. Uh, and I think uh, in, in curriculum resources um, from the age seven of eight, clitoris is listed on, on naming body parts. Mm. So, But anyone, I encourage parents to use the proper names of body parts from an early age when you're saying nose, elbow, knee. If the child points to that area, often they do touch that area because it's very sensitive and pleasurable to touch, then we can name it. In a lesson mm. just recently, uh, the teacher... Uh, looked wide-eyed but pleased when a grade six boy yelled across the class to his teammates, put clitoris for C in the A to Z activity (laughs) of puberty and bodies. She said no one even batted an eyelid that clitoris was being yelled across the room and that's because I'd set up a safe place, safe space for people to talk about body parts without shame or fear or guilt. So if you are introducing it as one of the body parts, what sort of reactions do you get from children? None. Yeah. The same as the others. Okay, yeah. can I have a biscuit? Yep. 
great, that's there. <laughs> but they know it, you know, yeah. and, that will, and the aim is to teach them because it takes lots of years to learn about your body and yeah. your mind. And, they and that's it. really a building block for their, their future. Definitely, if they have mm. intimate partnerships that involve a clitoris, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I find the same thing, that it's, it's just another word. It's learning about their bodies. It's all kind of weird and a bit unusual to talk about um, reproductive and sexual organs and it's just an extra one that they're learning. Yep. And uh, people wonder how it can include pleasure into um, primary school education and all it takes is to say, well, the tip of the penis there is a very sensitive area. All of the penis is, but especially the tip. And over there, the tip of the, the clitoris there, that's a very sensitive area for people who have clitorises. Full stop. There's pleasure. Yep. We didn't tell them to have sex. No. We just <laughs> told them that their parts of their body feel good. So why is it important for people to know about the clitoris? So everybody has the right to optimal sexual health, sexual well-being, positive body image, self-confidence, and importantly to reach their full sexual pleasure potential. And to achieve that, it includes knowing the names of body parts and how they work. To be free of fear, shame, guilt about a fundamental and I would say essential component of being human and human relationships and experiences. Mm. That's it. I'm out of questions. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for talking to me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share more information about amazing bodies. Right. And we're going to share lots of links uh, in the, the show notes as well. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you to Vanessa Hamilton of Talking the Talk. I'm going to end today with five fun facts about the clitoris. The clitoris contains over 8,000 nerve endings. This is about double that of the glands of the penis. Clitoris is probably from the Greek word meaning key. The clitoris is the only known body part which has pleasure as its only function. Everyone's body is different, but the clitoris might be on average around 7 to 12 centimetres in length and it swells when aroused. The clitoris is like an iceberg, only about a fifth to a quarter of it can be seen from the outside. For more information about Vanessa Hamilton, go to her website, talkingthetalksexed.com.au. She has lots of great information for parents and carers. You can also find out how to book her to come to your school or community group. For more information about the clitoris, Vanessa's recommended Science Direct Uh, which has some great information. Scarletine also has information and some, uh, I would say, teen-friendly medical-type drawings which explain where the clitoris sits within the body. I'll put a link to the French animation, uh, which details some uh, some history of our understanding of the clitoris. It's called Le Clitoris. It's an animated documentary made in 2016. I'll also put a link for Sophia Wallace, her website. Uh, she was the creator of the Clitoracy Project and on her website you can find the TED Talk as well. Thanks so much for listening. For more information about Family Planning Victoria, you can go to fpv.org.au. You can follow FPV on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. If you'd like to contact us at Doing It, please email us at doingit at fpv.org.au. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review and thank you so much for listening. Bye.